0: Perfectly
1: bang
2: on Bang on Bang on Bang on Welcome back everyone Another episode We have some veteran guests with us today But before we talk about any of that I want to uh, properly Call to action Anyone that enjoys the podcast Please do us a favor if you haven't already, like us on Facebook. Uh like us on SoundCloud.
1: Follow us on SoundCloud technically.
2: Yes. Share the episodes, share your favorites, Yep. comment on things, participate.
1: Totally. Get the <laughs> get the online feed going.
2: That's how we're going to that's how we're going to grow this. Yep.
1: It's the only way. So please do do what? do one one of those things. Do you find hang on do you, what happens on iTunes podcast? Do you follow on iTunes or do you just listen to them yeah, i don't know how it works yeah you subscribe there you go you there subscribe. you go subscribe on itunes who uses itunes like?
2: let us know what um let us know what you use to listen to podcasts and yeah. we'll and we'll target that yeah. a little heavier
1: whatever platform you use we uh we are open to trying new things yeah aren't we i am yeah cool excellent i hope you are and by <laughs> the way sam what's up hey hey mike how's it going <laughs> I'm good man hey all right uh yeah, it's good to be back. And uh, you did say that we have some, some veteran guests. Because yeah. they, they walked in the door, and I'm like, wait a minute, you guys were here like three weeks ago.
2: I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was talking to the company on Facebook, but I'm like,
1: who is this? And I didn't want to say, because I'm like, eh, it's one of you guys. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to make the assumption. And speaking of assumption, let's uh, not hide our guests anymore. No. From, uh, well, several bands, but in particular today from Old Tusk Records. We have Josh and Tal. How to go? Yep. G'day, g'day, g'day. How's everybody doing on this fine Sunday?
0: Oh, pretty good, man. At least it's not cold. Good weekend. Oh, as always.
3: Yeah. Gigs? Nah, no. Nah, I, 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 went down. I, I drove to Tauranga for a nerd convention yesterday. So. Sorry. What was
1: going on? Ah, uh, Armageddon. Oh, okay, nice. yeah, rad. Yeah, yeah. So you said nerd. I heard nude. <laughs> <laughs> mean, that would have been. No one wants to see that. Equally as
2: intriguing.
3: Well, well, I don't think you want to see nude at these particular conventions, there's some stuff that...
1: Hey, I don't know, man. Some of those cosplayers...
3: There's, like, some of
1: them. And then there's, like... uh, Some Some of them. them. Yeah. Like, for every nine... Hey, man. Look, look, everybody's a body, right? You know?
3: Oh, yeah. But for, like... My thing
1: is... Some food. people are a whole lot more body than others, dude.
3: <laughs> for, for every really awesome Harley Quinn you see at a convention, there's like 10 terrible ones. And they're just like, <laughs> stop, true, it, it? stop it and go home. But they're, enjo- they're enjoying
1: themselves.
2: Oh, shit, yeah. No, I can't complain. I'm I'm, I'm in the costume half the time looking like an idiot, so... Well, answer me this, though. How prime were the Pokemon for the catching oh, in the Pokemon go? Ugh. Prim. Primo. Always primo.
0: Good. I have an ethical objection to that game. Also, screw you, Josh. I have played a show this weekend.
2: Oh, yeah, sorry, I lied.
0: He played a show, I didn't. Nice, where did you play? We played Ding. Hey, good old Ding Dong Lounge. For their birthday party. Oh, choice. What band was that with? That was with Fall State. Yeah. Uh, we played with Mudshark and Saints of Taboo, which is the side project of uh, Josh from Animal Head. I thought I saw
1: him in a photo. I'm like, hey, you're from Animal Head, aren't you? They're pretty good, too. That's just,
0: are they just a two-piece? Yeah, they've got the whole
1: Skinny Hobos thing going on. I, well, saw, I
0: thought so. The Royal Blood thing going on. Yeah, because
1: it's bass and drums. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. I'm like, hey, you're in another band. It's a two-piece. I want to listen to this band now. It's just covers, but it's good.
2: Okay, cool. Oh, true.
1: Like, what kind what?
2: Kind of bands do they cover?
0: Help. Um, they do a cover of Iron Man, Bulls on Parade. Mhm. So yeah, Sabbath Rage. So cool. They do. I think they might might do an Arctic Monkeys one. There's a couple of like more indie rock flavored stuff in there, but I have a am allergic to for indie rock. So for that kind of setup, Arctic Monkeys would be quite cool.
1: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. All right, and uh, speaking of music and bands and whatnot, now as I said, you are Old Task Records, which, mm-hmm. uh, if you haven't figured that out, is a record label. It
2: is,
3: yeah. and it's
1: brand new as well. Yep,
3: yep. It's only it's only a baby. It's tiny. Oh yeah,
2: so very little. It's oh. an Embryo still. I but saw. Well, it's well like it's how 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 quick and sorry to interrupt you. How fine. quick into into your existence did I message you? A
0: couple of weeks, maybe. Yeah, maybe about two weeks.
2: Yeah, because as soon as you as soon as you sprung up. I was like, yep. This is exactly who I want to talk to.
0: Yeah, we actually got quite a few messages that day. It was good. Good. Sweet. People are interested, huh? They are indeed. Yeah, it seems it seems that way, which is
3: cool. Which is really cool. It's what we want. It's at least for now, it's just to get people talking
2: to each other. That's the Mhm. And then for for our listeners, the reason why I did reach out um was because I was responding to a post you had of a call to action for for mm. for bands that might be interested in uh in, in partaking in your services yeah we're and we and that that call to action still still going excellent excellent all right so then let's give um some some introduction to 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 maybe what the label is what your objectives are and then what drove you i guess even before those two what drove you to even starting the the, the label
1: in, Cause, in general right because that's quite a I guess it's one of those things that being in, in a local band playing shows, you don't think about a label because you're just, you know, labels have this weird allure about them. You know, only good bands get onto labels, right. and mm-hmm. it's it's all this and contracts and negotiations and and stuff. But money changing hands, and yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. Loss of control, money going everywhere. But after the you know the chat we've just had for the last ten minutes before the before the show, it seems a lot more DIY and what we're actually used to
3: yeah yeah i think for me um looking at the state of local music um i've i've kind of been thinking to myself for a little while that the music industry particularly in new zealand services bands who are already quite established and have their shit together um so like in my head the way it should work is If you're a good band, that's where a label or a management or a collective would come in, pick you up and mold you into what you could be, help, Mm -hmm. help you get to that place. But at the moment for me uh, on the outside, it looks like the state is, they wait for you to already be the perfect marketable package. And they're just like, cool, I can make money from you. Here we go.
1: Right, yeah, and I've I've noticed that. Well, what I've I guess I've picked up in the last year of skinny hobos being a thing is that, yeah, those bigger labels, management groups, whatever, they because it's a it, it's a business and it's about making a profit at the end of the day mm-hmm. for the people at the top. It's about making a profit, and they're not going to make a profit off a project that they don't know. Is committed to put the effort in to make it happen because we all know right. it's a lot of there's a lot of work that goes into being yeah. in a band, right? Yeah. There's you know more than just playing instruments. There's obviously mm. all the time rehearsing, practicing, writing songs, etc. But there's also the behind the scenes work, booking shows, the social media, the the image you know the image creating that kind of stuff. And so, like you said, bigger bigger names, bigger labels, etc. Even groups like New Zealand On Air, um, yeah. who dish out video grants and whatnot, they want to see that they want to to be proven that the band is putting in the effort and is prepared to make that effort to make it happen and yeah. that's and then that's I guess that's like you said we, what you're seeing which is incredibly accurate but it's yeah. because for them it's it's all about a, a bottom line Yeah. whereas yeah, for you true. guys it's less about that this so
2: is what sounds like is going to make you guys unique as well is that based on our conversation what you can get into right now um, you're looking it sounds like to help bands start from the nothing you guys are the middle on the way up yeah to the next yeah and that that's
3: that's what we want is we've got so many friends and even ourselves we we play and i think three bands collectively between the two of us um <laughs> three, three. three bands um <laughs> and having done that and still working quite hard at getting to that end goal with those with those bands having experienced it it's quite like you said a lot of effort and a lot of work um bringing it up to there um so we we wanted to just kind of provide something that yeah tal Tal called it before baby's first label that's that's what we that's what we want to be we want to find bands because we keep i was saying before we keep going to shows or playing shows with bands we've not heard before and seeing all these great bands in New Zealand that were just like, you are fucking phenomenal. Yeah. And then you're just like, where can I get your music? And they're just like, nowhere. It, yeah. sounds,
2: it sounds like this has a lot of potential from... Well, the the, the, the lo- parallels that I'm drawing at the moment are like things like Fueled by Ramen in the States, if you're familiar yeah. with that label. Yeah. Um,
1: Fueled by Ramen, Once Upon a Time. Oh, yeah, oh, sure, but in their in their in their now. infancy, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Or or uh, Victory Records even wh- in their infancy was, but but you look at the bands that Before were they there. Fuck did I remember? Sure, sure. Oh, a lot of bands <laughs> got they they actually have a, quite a bad reputation. Victory Records, yeah. But um, but uh, but but more so the way that they started, right? Mm. They were they. It sounds like they had this grassroots type mentality, yeah, and that's what helped the countless bands that were on that who who's another one? Uh, drive through records is another one that had just heaps of bands that so much success. That sounds like they started almost with the same mentality. Yeah. I mean, that's just, we just like my biggest drive was
3: helping the little guy, right? We're not interested in, um, stopping bands having success too. So if, if, if one of the artists we work with, um, wants to grow and you know eventually has one of those kind of bigger labels see them and go we can make some money together shit yeah go do it we don't we're not going to be that those people that are going to stop you and be like nope you're tied into a contract with us you can never leave Which right. like shit yeah that's
0: awesome success see you later
3: mm-hmm. we've that's done that no we've done our job yeah you can leave the nest
0: yeah 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 i mean like one of the other things i'll bring up is i'm a couple of years younger than all of you and even in the way I remember local shows and the way that I hear the people who are only three or four years older than me talking about local shows are very different. I remember going to see Injur Response at Zeal West and turnout would have been 80 or 100 people, whereas the people who are a few years older than me talk about going to see Injur Response and seeing 200 people, or going to see a, another local band who no longer exists, but who also used to pull 200 people. And that market isn't there anymore and all of our venues are shutting down and all of the more entry-level studios couldn't make ends meet so they shut down and roundhead shut down not Uh, Roundhead. not roundhead um the pre help york York street Street. york street york street shut down and it it leaves us with like a bit of a gap because if you want to get a recording done you either need to fork out two grand or you've got to put out a shitty recording Mm. and so
3: many bands see the big the big financial figures i think so if you have those entry level bands, see the financial figures and go, well, fuck that. We're just going to put this out. And then you end up listening to those those demos online and you're like, man, you guys are so good. And this mm. recording is not. Right. Um, but we also get that. What else are you supposed to do? You want to put music out. Right. You can't afford it. So that's where we're trying
2: to deliver a middle ground too. That sort of perspective sounds invaluable as far as what's going to be successful for the people that end up working with you. Well, the one of
3: the first artists we started working with, which was before we even kind of had Old Tusk as a handle to work under, is because uh, 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 one of the things we're trying to do at the moment with our call to action is we're looking at bands that are going through the Rockwest system at the moment. Cool. That's a good place to start at high school. Because um, the high school bands, are they're the kids that are going to come to shows. Yeah, exactly. That's where the scene is missing, is kids don't know where to go to shows. Yeah. So bringing bands from the high schools and in- making it more inclusive to them is I think for me personally I think that's a key yeah. and through last year's Rock West we found a band from West Auckland called Oath to Azrael a little uh, five piece metal yeah metal band and under the umbrella of metal
0: yeah and yeah it's like a hard rock metalcore crossover sort of thing Yeah. I they guess.
3: got into I think they got into the final for West Auckland um, and Angel their vocalist was phenomenal he got vocalist uh, vocalist of the year so and i they didn't have any recordings on facebook but i saw those kind of accolades and went do you guys want to open this show and this was with one of the shows i did with fire for glory and we were just blown away these these kids were i think at the time i think the youngest member was like 15 or something wow um and going to them afterwards and going holy shit dude that was awesome how many shows have you played and they're like besides rock quest none this is our first show and it's what that's crazy. and we said have you got any demo recordings no we can't afford it okay why haven't you played any shows we don't know how
0: okay right we can help you there and i mean just just compounding on that as well um that was the first show they ever played so we didn't really put any thought into the fact that they weren't going to have the experience that even we had right so they turned up without like it's s- just standard practice for local shows you, drummer brings snare kicks cymbals guitarists bring head effects these guys turned up with nothing wow because they <laughs> did, did the drummer turn up with a pair of sticks oh uh, yeah sticks yes. but, okay, but nothing cool. else I mean it, it completely wasn't his fault he had no idea and none of them had this had any new, idea about and it and Rockquest is
2: your only gigs but and that's they have all that stuff
0: exactly, yeah, exactly. So.
1: you don't need to bring anything
0: but unfortunately when they because we, we were all sort of in and out because Josh set up the show so we were all Running stuff as well, um, so when they discovered that they didn't have any gear they needed, I sort of offhand said to one of them, "Yeah, if, I'm just ask someone if you can borrow their gear. I'm sure they'll be fine with it. You guys are just kids," um, and they got treated quite roughly by yep. a couple of the other bands who are relatively well-established local bands, and I felt really sorry for them. I was like, "Geez, these uh, they're talented dudes," and yeah, they had no idea that they were supposed to be doing this you stuff. Gotta cut them and a you bit just of slack, you <laughs> just shat on them, so they will forever remember you and your band as being the people who made them feel
1: bad about the fact mm. that they're just trying to do what they like doing. Or could, did anyone tell them that they had to bring this gear? No. Well, yeah, there uh, there uh, you go. Whoever's uh, booking the show hasn't done their job. Yeah, That uh, was on us. <laughs> that, that was
3: totally on us. Come on, guys. <laughs> I know. I dropped the ball there. That's a, that's a learning curve again. Is I've got to remember when I'm working with... That was kind of one of the first old Tusk learning curves I had, is when I'm working with fresh bands who yep. are from the ground up. They don't know any of it, and no, you can't ex- expect them to. So I went right. That's my first thing, developing this is helping these guys learn the the right. customs of going to shows. And I I'd done another show around the time, um, which was with, and I don't I don't remember the band's name, uh, but they were they were really young guys. Um, and it was a metal show, and the drummer hadn't bought the cymbals, um, Ooh. because he didn't know that it was. That was stock standard and he went to set up and said, Oh, where can I get some symbols? And I said, Oh man, it's normally custom that you bring your breakables and he said, what's well, a breakable? <laughs> I said, Right, okay, we're in this situation. I yep. said I said to the drummer from my band, um, hey, like these guys don't know the ropes. you mind if he you borrows your symbols? And he said, No, that's fine.
1: Yeah. Um, he didn't break any, did he? And, no, he didn't.
3: <sighs> and our drummer said, Hey man, just be like super careful with them. Yep, good, good, I, absolutely good, I will
0: goodbye good to my $700 Zildjian ride yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah exactly there, was, there yeah. was a
3: drummer from one of the other bands we were playing with who we didn't know very well and he said something to the degree of um, um, you look after those motherfucker or there'll be some serious fucking trouble and I was like dude he's like 13 yeah chill and out and doesn't know like and, and this dude was a grown ass man and I was just <laughs> yeah. like man like people fuck up it's gonna be a thing that happens particularly bands that haven't done this before just chill. Like, if this was if this was an adult who you knew had been on the gigging scene for quite a while and had just purposely not bought symbols, oh, someone will lend, loan them to me. Yeah, yeah. That's a bit different. That's like, where quite, you can give them shit. That's where you can be yeah. like, no, dude, fuck you. Yeah, you exactly. You fucked up. No, you're yeah. just a
1: lazy asshole. Mm. Um,
3: but that's where we, th- from that point, especially with, um, with Oath to Azrael and us being like, shit, I probably should have mentioned to these guys that what breakables are. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: well, that, that's one we thing... Were, like, so Why
3: don't we provide this thing that can show new bands of the thing, how, how, how it works and encourage right. yeah. young new bands to become a part and grow the scene rather mm. than shut those doors.
1: Yeah. Well that, that in particular, like, I mean, I've, I've, I've done most of the any hobos book shows um, that we've booked. I've always, I guess, treated every band, treat everyone like they're idiots and you'll learn which ones aren't. Yeah. And then you'll be like, okay, cool. You guys actually know what you're doing. Here's some basic information. But then you get bands like that. We played with this band in Napier called the Twisted Zips who were all, the youngest one was like 15 and the oldest was like just turned 18. Mm -hmm. And you know, I just, they're a high school band but they've played a couple of shows, but I'm still go to them. Look, this is what, I I send them them a run sheet. This is what, this is all the gear we're bringing. This is the gear you need to bring. This is your set time. Just make sure you lay out everything. Assume that everybody knows nothing, yeah, and yeah. then and then people will then tell you, oh, actually, you know, we can do this and this. and It's like, okay, cool. You guys know what you're doing. We can work from there. Yeah, yeah It's, yeah, it's one sure. of those things where you have to work to the lowest common denominator, and which you is get assuming to that. that. Everyone knows nothing.
0: Oh, it was it was sort of a, to be honest, it was just like a an oversight for for one show. But yeah, oh yeah, it's it's definitely a thing to to bear in mind.
1: But you'll learn from that show as well. Shit,
0: yeah, and th- that's that's where I kind
3: of. It's a thing I've got under my belt. Um, for for old tasks, one of the things I guess I'll talk about a soon is um, I'm I'm handling all the the shows and touring side of things, um, and I've I've been putting on local shows for about I stay I put on my first local show in two thousand and nine, so almost almost ten years. I was still in Auckland then. That was before I moved to Dunedin. Um, and I have put on some abysmal fucking shows that just <laughs> went terribly, and like I can comfortably say that it was entirely my fault on all accounts. But in saying that I know I now know what definitely not to do. Mm-hmm. Um and I I've put on some shows that went really fucking well. Yeah. Um based on those mistakes. So that's where I can come to these new bands like, shit, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, Well I, I do know what not to do. So <laughs> I can help you there. I know how to fuck up. So let's come here and yeah. use my experience of having fucked
1: it up so that you yeah. don't have to. Right, 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 right. <laughs> That's right. a great starting point, knowing what not to do. Like, not everyone knows what to do, but if you know not what what not to do, then you've got a good starting certainly, point. Certainly, certainly. One of the first shows I ever ran, this would have been
3: about seven years ago, I turned up to the venue and the, sh- shake the manager's hand, they had all the backline shit set up and everything was going really well he's like, sweet bro, I'll, well, um, I'll just grab the um, the 700 off you.
1: What? So was this from the venue or from one of the bands? From the venue. Oh, wow.
3: And I was like, the what? And I, I, I would have been maybe 17, I think. And he said, yeah, the 700. Um, Is that like dollars? <laughs> and he's like, yes, you're putting on a show. You pay the venue. And I was like, well, fuck. Okay, and we were really like, I got by on luck that night because I think we pulled about 100 through the door.
1: Nice. So you, at you 10 were 10 bucks.
3: To. So I ran at a profit and was able to. He was kind enough that he was like, right, at the end of the night, if you get 70 people through the door, which you fucking better, yeah. give me the, the first 700. And I, I made about a grand that night. So I was able to be like, sweet, here's your 700 bucks. And he was able to, he was super cool. He was like, the next time. There is a venue fee when you hire when you book venues, and it's like, oh shit, okay. And I'm well beyond that point now, but yes. that's a trap that new bands and new promoters can get stuck in,
1: right? Yeah, but that's one of those things that again, the venue should be incredibly. Everybody should be incredibly upfront about that. Yeah, you know, because we've played gigs where recently there hasn't been a venue charge. And I mean, in my eyes, that's how it should be. I don't, mm. I don't believe a venue not should sure charge the bands to put on a show. No, the bands put on a show, bring the punters, the punters buy, buy at the bar. That's what the bar should be taking. Right, but, but right, that's, right, I'm, right. I'm, I'm not a venue owner. so yeah, yeah. You know, that's just from my playing you, perspective. You work within the system that's available to you. Also, that that's yeah. right.
3: That's where the South Island is so different from the North Island with playing in New Zealand. That was crazy. We, I put on a show there last year for Five for Glory, and we got down there, and it's cool. So what? What am I settling the venue hire for? Because I'd already sorted out my sound guys. And they went, the what? <laughs> so the venue hire, I think I was told there's like a $200 flat from the person who booked you. goes, yes, it's $200 flat for you. We, we, we pay you. Mm. And I went, what? Wait, 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 wait,
1: wait, 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 wait.
3: And they were just like, yeah. what, why? The, and the, the, the lady who was running the bus said, why the fuck would you pay us? You're the one that's doing the service. You're playing. Exactly. People yeah. are buying it at our own bar. She's like, We're giving you two hundred dollars. And I went. Sick. That yeah. and That, <laughs> that it's is like, awesome.
2: was <laughs> like, Oh yeah, the way it should work. And she went, yeah, she exactly. goes, Where are you guys
3: from? And I was like, Auckland. And she's like, Ah. Yeah. Yeah. She said, This is quite a common conversation I have with
1: bands from your end. And I went, Okay. Right. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That, that is that is one of those things that, yeah, all that kind of stuff really needs to be nutted out before anything really moves forward. You know, you've got to say, right, the date, obviously, venue. Do you have a sound person? Do you have security? Obviously, you have bar staff. PA specs. P, do you have a PA? Is there a charge? Yeah. You know, those are like, there's like five or six definite things you need to work out with the venue before anything goes forward. Um, but yeah, we've played a couple of shows where. I've asked several times, is there a venue charge? And I kind of haven't really got an answer. And then at the end, I'm like, so, am I giving you anything? They're like, no, no, there's no venue charge. I'm, I'm like, one, this is weird because every venue in Auckland charges except for you guys. And two, thanks, I'll take more of the cut then. Hey, yeah. Uh, there's actually one place where um, Rec in the city. Uh, that was awesome. I discovered when I got there that the promoter gets $150 bar tab. Guess, wow. guess who was the promoter that night? Yeah, G- guess who was also the driver that night Oh, oh no <laughs> $150 you of Coca-Cola <laughs> Nah no, shit no I just gave it to everybody else Nice. Oh. Yeah I saw some pretty girls I'm like hey you guys want a drink? Hey don't worry it's on me <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I bought the sound tech a couple beers as well
2: Well you still come out on top I bet yeah, you would have
1: yeah. appreciated that Well she also she's my girlfriend So yeah oh, she did, a- she so did she appreciate b- that
0: I bet she didn't appreciate the buying the other girls drinks so.
1: Nah if anything she encouraged it <laughs> I see She's a funny kind of girl Is my Danny I see That's um, fair But yeah So where can, can I ask what venue That was in the South Island That's uh, um, That was Churchill's Who And Womp womp Fucking gone Yep Just like every other venue And this is in our notes To talk about as well That $200 yeah, To no, the grave. Yeah, I know. Well, hey, at least you got it before it disappeared.
3: And there's great. It was an awesome venue. it. It's we really a pretty nice it. venue.
1: We played there once, but I think.
3: And they they had all the plates on the wall. Yeah, the,
1: sign, the bands who play there sign a plate, and it goes on Red. the wall. Yep. Bit of a weird stage, but still cool. Yeah. They had that
3: funny kind of corner
1: shape. Yeah, the cor- yeah. then the the corner riser. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We played there with Villainy last year. That was a weird one, but it was so, cool. But it was weird. So
2: clubs in clubs in Chicago.
1: Like He's American which where everything happens different again
2: Well it sounds like all most all of them take the cut of the bar or they'll take a uh, they'll take like up to a certain amount of the door there's never money that gets exchanged like before the show there's mm. not a hiring fee like all right so maybe there's like it's say it's like 200 bucks of the door is ours and then everything else is yours or like whatever they'll set a number of that way. If your draw isn't what you hoped it would be, I mean, it sounds like it's solving the same problems that get solved here yeah. through these approaches, but it seems a little bit less invasive on the booker.
3: Yeah. There's a, there are, and in Auckland in particular, there are a lot of venues that do
1: the, these are the upfront fee you're paying this. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. No, that's that's yeah. You and book Kings Arms, you book Backbeat, you book Whammy Wine yeah, King's Cellar Arms has
0: gone up as well. It's four seventy. Yeah, Aww.
1: and the I'll tell you who the worst culprit are is: All
3: Ages venues. Oh yeah, really? which well, sucks because the All Ages scene is
2: suffering.
3: Yeah, currently. but they
1: do that because they don't have a bar that they can make money off. Mm. they are All Ages.
2: So I want to touch the All Ages topic, but I want to before ask the question. Could pre-sales in some way solve these problems? C- like, let's say there's so there's that upfront cost that needs to get paid before the first downbeat, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so could there be some sort of method of pre-selling tickets? Well, there are that co- right. So then, does that allow coverage of that?
0: Sam's probably a better person to, to ask than us. Yeah.
2: Can that cover that cost? Like something that's not invasive on the on the booker. It sounds like is the problem.
1: Well, it's I mean it's one of those things where there are ticket tic- ticketing services. Um, under the radar, Event Finder. I've always used under the radar for any shows that I've booked. Mm-hmm. I advertise tickets. I sell tickets through under the radar. Yeah, because it's free to sell tickets. Cool. Um, they do they reach thousands tens of thousands of people around the country i certainly know about it yeah exactly they've got you know they send out a weekly email newsletter oh they have their gig listing on their website they have their app which is a great app which has a gig guide as well mm. you can manage all the tickets from your phone you can get the app which you can have all the ticket barcodes on you can scan them on Beauty. here etc it's a great it's a fully well thought out system and right. i love under the radar good um shout out yeah absolutely and so yes if you can get the pre-sales then absolutely, that gives you a little piece of mind as a promoter to say, okay, I'm getting twenty people through the door at ten bucks a head. Yeah. You know, that's two hundred dollars that I've got, right. you know, yeah. or that we can use to to cover whatever costs there were, be it advertising, venue hire, etc. Um, however, the thing I've now every every show's been a little bit different because on this recent tour that we've been doing, we've had maybe five or six pre sales for each show up until the day of the show. And the day of the show, people decide there and then, oh, okay, I'm going to go to the show tonight, and they'll buy a ticket on the day. Hmm. But that's... That's okay. that's yeah. a New Zealand thing. That's I a New think. Zealand I think you're attitude.
2: Right. I saw that heavily with the drum fest um, pr- promoting that that yep. I did in mm-hmm. organizing.
1: And you would have seen that you, you would have got uh, some slow and steady ticket sales from those that were really keen, Right. but then like the two or three days beforehand right. is when it went bush. Yes, Because right. people, Because well, people that go out don't make plans weeks in advance yeah they make plans days in advance that's true yeah it's that's uh, that's,
2: that's kind of humans i think maybe. it is
1: It is, especially these days uh, procrastination is a real thing and just making a decision what you want to do right because it might come friday night and you know your best mate might decide oh i want to have a party in my house yeah so if you bought a ticket for somewhere you're like oh i could go to this thing but all my friends are going to be at someone else's house getting drunk True. so uh, fomo or whatever or whatever is a thing right So um but yeah, there's no way, to, I mean, obviously there's no way to guarantee ticket sales. You just have to push all the marketing you can and, and use the promotion you've got available to you and hope that people see it and buy tickets. Like we're playing in Wellington next week. We've had 12, I think like, at last count, 12 tickets mm-hmm. sold on Under the Radar yeah. at 15 each, which still, wait, 12, uh, uh, it almost covers our gas costs. Almost. Right. It's about 300 bucks returned to Wellington in the van. So right. that, almost yeah. that almost covers it. Oh, I it's about halfway to covering it, I should say. In fact, I'm going to check that right now and see how, see if we'll <laughs> any more overnight. Because I can do that. Because you've got a handy app. Um,
0: exactly. All right, sorry. T- you know, it's, it's all good. I was just going to say, turning it back into some more shameless self-promotion, that's, I think, where we're also coming in as well is because you can find a band you really like. It's pretty easy to stumble across one. But the other thing is there's no interconnection from there. Like, you stumble across a devil skin video and then the next you know suggested video that youtube offers you is another devil skin video another devil skin video or an american band Uh ah like similar it's it's, it's the same thing with skinny hobos it'll pull you up to a skinny hobos video or they'll try to put you onto like royal blood is something i get because youtube is targeted yeah um what might make it potentially a little bit easier is if you can find a local band you follow their facebook page which takes you onto our facebook page which then takes you onto all these other local totally, bands totally. so you go looking for that's one another band and you come out having found six
2: that's another very good point that you bring that up too because drawing back again to the couple small labels that i referenced that are now big labels but yeah it was that it's like oh i really dig newfound glory i'm gonna go over to drive the and see who's all on this label And it's like jesus it's like <laughs> all these bands that are now that are lifelong yeah. fans of because they were on a label with other people they just had that association i think maybe before we started recording you were mentioning that mm. sort of boost that a that a that a group can get just by being associated with other bands that their fan base might now have exposure to and
0: it's it's totally a case of sharing as well i mean it's like i've never understood people who act like their competition from mm. the other bands in the scene yeah it, it's it's really not a case of they either listen to my music or they listen to no one's music it's it's <laughs> like you can listen to multiple bands and it, it's it's actually healthy right you know if if you have uh your peers doing really well yeah, yeah Absolutely. because i mean Absolutely. aside from the fact it's really good for them the fact that you play with them means people get to see you right so it, it's to everyone's
1: benefit if everyone puts in the effort and yeah. you know is, is prepared to mm. w- one of my favorite sayings i've been saying a lot is "Is if everyone helps everyone then everybody wins
2: that's true. It's that's mm. true. It's like a, it's a ripple, a ripple effect. Totally, um, and that's even kind of like when you were saying earlier, you were telling the story with the uh, with the with your this band you booked, and the the other bands were being rude, and that's going to be a lasting effect on these kids. But it's also the opportunity that was presented to them and the learning experience that they were given, which they wouldn't have even known how to achieve otherwise, that's going to last with them as well, you know? Yeah, um, and, and that's kind of
3: where we're... A, a, a huge, huge driving force with what we're trying to do is people helping people. We, we're trying to think of Old Tusk as less of a label and more of a collective. Mm-hmm. So it's just this community of people who all have something to offer and teach each other.
2: Right.
3: Giving back to other people. It's not for us at all about money. Mm
1: We work, we work, we work day jobs. We have, we have, we make a living. That's fine. We all have day jobs. Um, everybody, even, even the guys in devil skin. Yeah. Have day jobs. We,
3: we, we are in music because that's what we love doing. Right. Um, my income is made by my my day job so us with this label it falls under the same hat we're doing it because we love music we love local music
0: um, and we want to help we want to help people out and it is also worth mentioning at this point that we've managed to partner with a couple of pretty cool people we've partnered officially with DRM who else have we partnered officially with um yeah so one of the things where we we just s-
3: settled with the other day is um uh, William Slingsby who's a really
1: ta- talented um, music video director Excellent. Um, Sorry, Will- William Slingsby that's mm-hmm. the one that is a great name Slingsby that's, yeah. that's genuinely his name he's, he's
0: also a banger of a dude which oh, helps nice that, he, that's also cool he lives up to the hype <laughs> he
3: does um, he, he, he's got a great vision for music videos he's got a great eye for video production um, and so we've kind of had some chats and he's he's come on board with the old tusk team to handle all of our um, music video services which is great because there's a lot of that was when we first decided hey let's start a label um we kind of sat down and drew up all the holes there are for entry-level bands
0: and one of them was decent quality music videos yeah it's, it's always like two grand or fuck off
3: yeah, and yeah. that's that's yeah. really unhelpful for eighteen years old. Yeah, exactly. So, so all these bands are going, Well, I don't have two grand, sick. I'll just make a music video on my homemade camera, put it out, other people will watch the video and be like, That's a shit
0: video. It <laughs> looks like it was made on a homemade camera and you're back in square one. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Um If 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 you'd like to see our videos that resemble that, you can find them on YouTube. <laughs>
3: um But then we talked to Will who has a very similar mindset with us is he makes music videos because he fucking loves making music videos so he loves local music so he he's not in it to make a big profit um he charges kind of like what you can afford kind of thing um but you're still going to get the quality product as a local band which i mean obviously we got behind for our bands because we're like shit yeah Right, right, we can right. afford to. We can get a great music video out there, and we can afford it. Yeah, exactly. Um, because when we first started looking, was, when we did our first "Fire for Glory" video, we started looking for directors, and we were just like, "Shit, we don't have that kind of money." Yeah. And New Zealand on air don't want a bar of us, um, because we're not famous,
2: right? Um,
3: <laughs> sure. And they can't make money back off what we're doing, so. Mm shit and then at the time Will was looking to get back into music videos he was doing he does documentaries as well he was looking back into getting a music video and he was looking for a band to kind of do a video for with his own creative vision Um, and we were like yeah we're, we're down for whatever and he came and did a video for us for practically nothing which video was that? Uh, that would have been the Frog Prince video okay Yep. Um, which was really cool we just um, it's just a performance video. We filmed my mum's house with a bunch of balloons. Yeah. Um, I've seen that one. Yeah. yeah so we, we, I
0: think we've done three subsequent to that all with Slingsby as well.
3: We, yeah. So we've done four with fire for glory. We've done four with Slingsby. Um, we've got one coming up for Godzilla, uh, Kendred vice who are one of our artists are full about state's doing one for the forever. Uh, I are, are going to do one, uh, full state are going to do one. Um, two, two, two. Ooh. um, we, yeah, we've we've got a few, and uh, it's a kind of win-win because Will gets to do what he loves. Um, he makes a little bit of money, but he's not ripping people off. The exposure of his content and his his thing <coughs> is now amplified. He's yeah. got that, so we're helping him. He's helping us yeah. immensely. Yeah, he's helping new artists. We want to get um the Oath to Azra- Azrael guys doing something like that. Um, because for them, their first the first target with them, they were like our guinea pigs was they were like, okay, well, we we have no recordings. And at the moment, our only options besides turning up with money that we don't have is
0: putting out something shit. Yeah, pulling a cunt fuck, minge fuck, and putting a, an iPhone in the middle of the table and just playing around that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were like, no,
3: no, 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 no. Yeah. We have seen you guys play, and you are way too fucking good to put out a piece of shit recording. Yeah. Um, and so Tal, who also runs um anarchy studios from the back of our house which is way less like shit than i just made it sound um i got a studio it's it's in the back of my house it's
0: straight up not really it is it it is my bedroom and it's also where i have done most of the albums we've put out actually
3: um and so we did oath to asrael's ep uh in there and they were able to put out you know like radio level recordings cool that they were really happy with got them distributed on itunes and fully digitally distributed on every platform marketed it properly and they were really like wow we feel we feel like a real band and we're like you are a real band for (laughs) fuck's sake man you guys are really I'm i'm a real band you guys are really good and people were listening to it going oh these are just kids but like this is like a really high quality sounding
1: recording and we're like That was the idea. Because that's the biggest barrier for any band that's starting out is getting something quality to put out there. Because any band can... I mean, I've seen... We talked about Animal Head earlier. Yeah. Mm. Amazing band. If you haven't seen Animal Head, they're a three-piece rock and roll. Go check them out. Um, And Danny the Drummer, uh, he sent me some of their YouTube clips and it's just a GoPro in the corner of their rehearsal shed. And knowing bands and what it's like starting out, I mean, I could watch those and I could hear... What was going on? I got the idea of what they were doing and I really enjoyed it. But any punter is going to see that and think, uh, you know, it's, it's low quality, it's that's low quality. Well, that's it? that's the problem, that's great. This is like it brings up a third problem in and of itself, which is that the animal head dudes, and I'll,
0: they're a great example of what I'm about to say, they've got really good gear. Yes. Campbell's running an en- like an, an angle head and cab combo, Josh is running Ampeg gear, they've got drop tune pedals so that they can switch tunings midway through their set. Yep. So that like they've really thought everything out quite well. They've worked on their sound, they've refined it. They sound ridiculously tight. And Josh has a setup that allows him to um, bring a guitar amp playing
1: an octave up. Yeah, yeah. On his bass, which to, I so things up. I saw that uh, them playing the other day um, at our gig at Ding Dong Lounge last week. Yeah. And yeah, his sound. He can he can rock um like a huge bass tone, and then all of a sudden be doing a guitar solo. Okay. On, yeah, like, on his bass, like he 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 brings it in just the octave ups like there's like
0: he's playing rhythm guitar and bass at the same time really but it's really heavy so being there watching animal head but like the best time i've ever seen them was at king's arms but like even at ding they're really good and you you sit there and you're bombarded by three dudes playing the crap out of their instruments but then when you go and you try and watch that from like like a phone recording it just sounds like shit and it's, it's got nothing to do with the fact that they sounded like shit and everything to do with the fact that at that volume phones just can't Yep. capture any semblance of nuance at all right that's like you, you actually need a a recording that you can sit down and be on the bus and go fuck i'm gonna listen to
1: this today mm-hmm. so we that, we that's, that's really a whole that's a whole thing in itself sorry phone recordings at concerts i just don't get it yeah. people you, that are never just to like, watch it again this is my band i love this band oh here's my favorite song let's look at the whole thing through my phone yeah that's true yeah. I mean, you yeah, know, people want memories, they want mementos, and, and I can understand that, but at the but same your time. Your
2: memory now becomes of you holding your phone,
0: not of the. Yeah, the put the fucking phone in. down. You will
1: get to see this band again, especially if they're a local band. They'll be playing here next weekend. Yeah, or yeah, if yeah. someone like Living Color, I went and saw Living Color at the power station, which mm. was a great show. and As soon as Cult of Personality came on, like 40 cell phones went up in the air to start recording it. And my view was this is one of my favorite songs. I mean, it, you know, it's their biggest hit. I want to. I want to experience it, yeah. and I want to be there in the moment. I want to say, "Holy crap, that was a great, a great song and a great performance." Mm-hmm. I don't want to have to look back at it later and go, "Oh yeah, that was actually that's right, that was really good."
2: I was there for that.
1: Plus, when Were you, you... The... oh right yeah no, yeah, no, yeah, no, no, no. yeah yeah that's... I was
0: in the analogy with you.
1: Yes, when when you have a
0: phone, and you're recording a band playing, there's however many hundred people in front of you also with their phones up. Yes. So you're not actually watching the band; you're looking at the screen of your phone, trying to make sure that you can see the band that just dilutes the whole fucking experience because half of (laughs) it is being there in the moment and feeling that one particular bass slide or feeling that time that the sub drop kicks in Mm -hmm. or you know the part that the guitar solo starts you miss the little things like that if you're looking at it through a phone yeah totally so we were really lucky with animal head when we put out the the
3: call to action saying you're in a local band and you you want some some services and you want you want us to help you out and hit us up and animal band animal hit one of the first bands that got in touch we're like hey we're really keen um and we were really excited because we fucking love that band oh yeah we've seen them live and we've like shit this band just needs to be so much bigger than they are and so when they approached us um i i didn't even speak to tal about it this was this wasn't even a business decision we had to make i just said yep <laughs> Yeah, and yeah. Told, sometimes you have told to tal later check, check the out. emails i i've agreed to this thing and he was just like
0: oh yeah I would have, you know, he would have done the same thing.
1: Right. Speaking of animal head, we should totally get them on the show. You Don't. should get them on. Yeah. They're
0: hilarious dudes yeah. as well. No, they're, they're, they're great, great dudes. At our show on Friday, I think
1: Danny pulled three stage dives. Three. He was he <laughs> was messy. He he usually gets very messy. And it's funny, he acts like a twenty one year old, but he's like married.
0: Yeah. I mean, all three of them are, they get messy, but in their own ways. I think Josh is probably the most composed person to talk to. <laughs> yeah. Campbell is. Yeah, he gets drunk in an interesting way, and and Danny's just bouncing off walls. He is the happiest guy I've seen in a long time. Campbell just throws you off with his changes of topic as well. You're (laughs) talking about something, and then he's like, but what if you had a burger that was this big? And and you're like, Jesus, okay. (laughs) Um, But then, yeah, then there's what Tal's
3: doing with Old Tusk, which is his personal service, which is the Anarchy anarchy Studios, um, which came from a place of having met... Oh, fuck... I just kicked over the mic stand for anyone who's wondering. <laughs> um, it came from a place of we'd seen a few other people go the same route that we're going, and be like, "We're going to start a home studio that puts out quality recordings for the little guy." And we've been like, "Shit, yeah, we're the little guy." Hit up these studios and be like, "So how much is it?" And they like, "It's going to be like." A uh, grander song, and we're just like, that's not that's not for the little guy. No. That's st- not a home
1: studio for the little guy. You're still fucking us, yeah. Uh, like that's that's not my fucking weekly paycheck. A grander song, you. you may as well go to Roundhead right. and, and do a, an entire session in a day because that's right. like fifteen hundred. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
3: Um, so and 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 Tal can explain this a bit better than I can, but we we came up with a recording package that like is. As far as we, we thought, and we
0: thought it out quite quite hard. Well, it undercuts everybody. Yeah, we're assholes. Hey,
1: Undercutting hey everybody. Hey, man. That's I capitalism, know. my friend. <laughs> it is. Well, it is.
0: And I mean, the other thing is, people like uh, Zoran being a case in point, he can, he can afford to... Um, like, he's, he's a really talented dude. If, if you've heard from the Oceanic Graves, you know that the dude is extremely talented at what oh, yeah. he does. So for him to get up and, and charge you to to mix a song that's totally fair same with Chaz Rebel yep. he he has an established back catalogue that he can point to and go look right. at all the stuff I've done and
3: that's one of our things with I don't yeah fair enough I don't I, I don't, don't, don't
0: gain right and and I mean I, I, I don't do it for a job I, I I have a job I really like recording I'm not heinous at recording I've done a lot of the albums that we've done and some of them have turned out really well and others have turned out okay. That's like one of the best endorsements you can give yourself. I'm not terrible at it. But it's, it's it's one of those things that it is a learning curve and the more you do it, the better you get. And I've done some Absolutely. recordings that I'm incredibly proud of. The Goods All Takes New York EP, I think yeah. is... Very good. Is, I like it. It's lit. But, Sick. you know, it's one of those things that we are trying to... Like, yeah, you will get to a point one day that you're able to go to Roundhead and spend $1,500 getting a recording that sounds like it came from the States. Yeah. But if you want a recording that almost sounds like it came from the States... And will hold its own on the
3: radio and people can listen to it on Spotify and be like, this sounds good. Um, And that's what we're trying to bridge. And we, again, as a collective, we're not trying... While it's undercutting to a degree, we don't want to... When artists who work with us get to that point where they're like, you know, we can actually afford to do a record with Zoran and really get that record. Then our private advice isn't to go but yeah but you could do it with us for cheaper our advice is then fuck yeah go and do it right shit yeah totally spread the Um, love um he's gonna make you guys a
0: great fucking record if you guys can afford to do it go do it I mean some of the stuff that we've aimed at trying to get done is um merch there's too many bands who are like Animal Head uh, to bring them up again yep they don't have enough merch yep I want an Animal Head shirt I just so bad I can't have one at the moment and it so merch being one of them, um, graphics and album art, cool. YouTube videos, um, music videos, recording, tour packages, booking shows. What else have we got?
3: Ah, uh, fuck. So and I
0: screenwriting and sign printing are coming as well. Yep,
3: yep. We just locked that in this morning. Nice Beautiful. screen. Even screen. on a
0: Sunday,
1: damn. Mm, we excited. are onto it. Um, Doing business seven days a week. There is no time off at this flat.
0: <laughs> so,
3: so shows shows is that's my. My major side of my contribution to the collective, yep. um, I've been doing shows for about eight years. I have I'm a qualified event manager, um, mm. so I'm 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 a little bit like have it under my belt. I mean, I I'd say the same thing as Tal I'm not shit at it. Um, You've put on some very good shows. We are probably yeah, underselling ourselves a little bit,
0: <laughs> I've but it,
3: I've that, put on some dope, some really good shows, some really really fucking fun tours, and where I saw that. Market is meeting some of those new bands, particularly bands like Oath, who were very new to the scene, and were just like, "Whoa, you guys have played in Hamilton!" And I've been like, "That's not, that's not, that's not an accomplishment. <laughs> like, it's that's just... a good thing." And and they're just like, "Whoa, how do you do that?" And I'm I'm just like, and your initial reaction is, "What do you mean, how do you do that?" And I'm like, well, "Of course, you... it's easy. I, I can I can show you." And and sometimes you get bands that are like, yeah, but I don't want to do the business end of things. I just want to play the fucking show. Where you like, you're that, not that. That for me, I'm like, that's fine too. I'll do that if if you come as part of our collective, I will
1: make the booking for you. But then those people then have to realize that there's you've 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 got to want to put. I was talking to a musician I was working with the other day, and and you know she was saying. Uh, the same kind of thing like she wants to play music and wants to play shows but doesn't want to do this and that and it's like well if you don't want to put in the effort if you don't believe in yourself put in the effort then how is anybody else going to yeah but clearly you guys obviously do which is which is cool
3: I I, for the business side of things I really enjoy doing it Um, and that's kind of the only piece of again when profit is not our drive in the slightest Um, so Tal The little money he does see will come from recording and for me the little money i do see is handling business and design for bands that don't want to do that aspect themselves so i'll either show the new bands how to do it when they want to learn or occasionally you do get a band that's just like but i really can't be fucked doing that i just want to play shows and i'm like sweet man i'll take a percentage of the door
1: exactly and leave it to me you can play a show that's fine just know that you may not get anything from it because you haven't done anything to make it happen except for write the songs and play and, and play it um
3: yeah. and you, yeah so i'm bringing design to the table. so cool. i've i've been to a couple of facebook pages of local bands where i'm like it's it's like going to a job interview and you wear a nice shirt you know you're presenting yourself to the thing and i've seen bands where i'm like did you make that logo on paint is, there, is that a microsoft word screenshot yeah <laughs> no no you can't put that on a poster that's not okay i wouldn't go to that show just on that logo alone so get a nice thing or okay that's your new ep coming out but like did did
0: did you draw that on a piece of refill or did you get your like four-year-old sister to draw it yeah i'm like okay yeah there's there's people chronic it yeah I've, i've got a buddy who's really good at art so he's he's gonna hook it up and then you get sent it and you're like oh fuck
3: how good is this? This is buddy?
0: horrible. I can see the pencil lines underneath this.
3: Or mates, who, that's one of the services we're yet to tack on, but with it's one of the target goals for this week is finding someone. So if, you, if this is something that interests you, hit us up. Is a photographer because I've seen too many bands be like, "These are our new promos," because a, a good promo shot's good, and I'm like, "Who took the photo?" Oh, my mate, she's doing NCEA level two photography mm-hmm. and needed them for her assignment. I'm like, "Yeah, but." They, they really, they really shit though, <laughs> and you guys are a dope band and shouldn't have shit photos because it's not a good representation of you guys as a band. So here's our contact through the thing, then that's the idea of the collective. Okay. We can put you onto this person. They're not gonna rip you off, and
0: it's it's you're gonna get yeah, like a you're, you're gonna you're gonna get a photo that you get back and go, wow, we look like a real band. Well, yeah, it's it's, it's <laughs> one of those things that like for me it's one it's particularly cool because you get to go to someone they will give you a quality photo they're not going to charge you a whole lot but they'll charge you what they they'll need you fairly. They're, they're fair but right. then they benefit from it because most of the it's people who come through us them. go to them yeah, yeah. yeah exactly and also if and it's, it's been great because we've we've even people from bands we've hit up who we've hit up and went like, all right look this is what we are and what we're trying to do are you keen to get involved and they don't just respond with yes, we'd we'd love to jump on board something of your services. It's like yeah, we'd love to. And also, one of our members does this for a living, so he's
1: happy to do well, that. Like, service cool, you're and part of the collective. Exactly, that expands. Fuzzies, like, man. That expands yes, the collective yes. even further. Yes. It gives you another outlet. Totally, that's amazing. Yeah, I, I like the collective idea and just getting a community and and people helping people. As I, as I think I it ties
2: earlier. it ties very nicely back to sort of mine and your.
1: Idea of well, we what d-
2: we're trying to bring to the to the to the scene as well is just that community. We're not getting paid a dime. No and, shit. No, mm, we
1: we don't get we don't get any cash out of this because it's not about that. It's about
2: no. being able to the whatever amount of listeners that are going to hear this are going to hear about your thing, which could then reach out to expand what you guys are able to do, and then what you and then you know us, so you send your bands to
0: us. That gives us a more content and then the bands get to say that they did a podcast exactly
2: yeah exactly um, and then
0: some of the people might listen to the podcast during the podcast they might mention another band person might go off and attend tangent to check that out find a different band entirely precisely yep. and it drags just the whole thing and i think precisely. that's that's what it needs is it just needs more people to care about it yeah exactly that's that's the hardest thing
1: really is getting people to care isn't it well the thing is the <laughs> thing is that there are bands out there that deserve people to care absolutely you know it's, like like, it, it's finding the ways to get them to the ears that do care. Cause yeah. are, Cause I know, like I know a lot of people that care about music in New Zealand. We've we've played, you know, we've played enough shows and played to enough people that care about music and care about anybody that comes yeah. through that is good. You know, when we played in Napier, we played in Napier twice, but everyone that's seen us in Napier uh, across the two shows really enjoyed the music and they cared about being there and they wanted to be there and enjoy it. It wasn't about a a status symbol or oh, I've gone to see mm. this band or I'm not mm. doing anything else it's like there's music I like it I want to experience it
3: Fakatane is really similar yeah yeah, yeah, yeah I, I love, love so. playing in Fakatane because those kids are just there to see great music and well, enjoy ma- themselves maybe we
1: should talk and hook up a gig in Fakatane sometime yeah man it's
3: it it's honestly one of my favourite places in the country to play there. Nice. it's so much fun I mean uh,
0: well, one of the things we will be looking at doing as well is booking some shows with perhaps a bigger range of bands And just trying to keep people coming out to it. Because the thing that no one seems... like I I, I get that it's a pain in the ass going out to shows sometimes. You need to draw your $10 cash to get to the door. You're going to go home and probably wake up tomorrow morning with a bit of a hangover. And there may be a ban on the bill that you don't want to see. But if you don't turn up to the show and you never turn up to the show, then the bands are not able to keep putting on shows. And the venues can't sustain themselves. The venues shut down. There's nowhere left for the bands to play shows. And then eventually, it fucking dies. And eventually, there are no shows to go to. And that's not going to help us at all. Exactly. It's one of those Lorax type, type deals, you know. If needs. I am the Lorax. I speak for the trees. <laughs> yeah.
3: Um, but yeah, one of the, one of the other things we want to look into doing as well is, um, at least from my end is I've met a few bands. We In November last year, we took Fire for Glory over to Australia, oh. um, which was such a r- great learning experience for me. Um, But we just did... It wasn't a case of anything special needed to happen. We just fucking went and did it. I just looked on the internet, found some bands from Australia, hit them up, said, hey, have you guys got any shows that you can have a band open? And they were just like, yeah, shit, sure, yeah. What was you like, sweet, we'll get ourselves over there, we can jump on. We went and did it. Simple as that.
0: It was just like putting a show on over here, just travel costs were a little bit different. Just a little bit, eh? Well, no, like, I, I seriously don't think anyone spent more than 700 bucks, like, for the entire thing, tire accommodation. Weekend, yeah. Yeah. Um, we, we ended up being there for, was it four or five days? No, five days. We were there for a while, and nice. I didn't even spend a grand. I don't think anyone, I think some of the lower paid members of the bands must have spent less than $500 on that whole tour. Which um, is which is it's fine if you do it once a year.
3: Yeah, you know? yeah, totally. And we we came back and we had a few mates from other bands be like, "Holy shit, man! You guys went to Australia." It's is such it, a big deal to is, some people. Is it the big time? And I was like, "Shit, no!" One of the shows only had like ten people come to it, and then I drank beer out of a shoe. <laughs> and they were just like, "Oh, the good old Chewy." And then they're like, "But how did you it's do classic. it?" And I was like, it's "Just how we do it here. We just went." And they're just like, "Could we do it?" And I was like, "Yeah." So that's one of the things mm. we're going to try and expand is including collective members who are putting the shows on over in Australia. So we can go and to a couple bring of our... Aussie
1: bands here. Yeah. 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 Cool too? I've talked to a few people that are looking at doing that exact kind of thing. So I feel like, like now it's trade, just... Gig trading. Yeah, yeah, totally. Well, Bringing Australian we... bands here, taking bands from here to Australia, creating that community on both sides of the Tasman.
3: That's what we did is we met... Um, I was in Australia a few years ago and I went to a show and a band called Purity were playing in Canberra. And I really loved them, and I went and spoke to them and said, "Hey, if you guys even want to come to New Zealand, hit me up on Facebook, and I'll set some shows up for you." And they're yep. like, "Yeah, okay." And I thought nothing of it, and then two or three years later, I get this message, be like, "We'd be really keen to come to New Zealand, actually." And I was like, "Okay." So I set the shows. They came over. Um, I had Fire for Glory open the open the runner shows. It was fucking awesome. We made some great friends. They went back, and we hit them up, and we said we actually be pretty keen to come to Australia. If you guys would help us out there, like we helped you out here. And then can you help us? And they're like, shit. Yeah. So Same. we went over there and did our turn and Perfect. having little setups like that, getting more bands and contacts over in Australia will help make that bridge. Um, so bringing them over here and sending our rosters over there and saying, you know, like doing Australia isn't as far out of reach. I mean, I think it's just the scary thing of having to book an international flight and Yep, get gear over there. Get gear. Get a van. There's a few more things involved, but at the end of the day, it's a completely attainable goal. Right. Um, and then I think there's also just the comfortability and knowing that if you're going over as a local band, you're going over to spread awareness of your band. You're not going over to be a rock star. Absolutely. Because that's where when I I said to the when Purity hit us up and said, "Come do these shows with us," I we all went out for coffee as a band, and I said, "We've been offered these shows." They're all in Australia, and I think we should do it. And they said, oh, but it's Australia. Like, no one's heard of us over there. And I mean, no, they fucking haven't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. that's, that's why we're going. Because we're going to jump on the back of these other guys' shows, these Australian bands who they have heard of, and just be like, hey, we're just five lads from New Zealand. If you dig what we're doing, pick up a CD. Yeah. So that when we go back next time... That's what you were talking about earlier. Those guys who saw us last time and enjoyed it bring two more friends right. and our approach in Australia starts getting bigger and bigger and exactly. it, it's cool. And then eventually once we've built up that comfort and we're earning more in our day jobs, you might get the confidence to be like, cool. So you know how we built up our following in Australia? Let's do it Let's again. go a little bit further. Mm. Let's mm. go somewhere else. Mm. Um, let's spend a little bit more money and go somewhere else. Yeah. And so on and
0: so forth. And it,
2: so what you're saying, I mean, and what you're what you're basically boiling it down is, it's people knowing people, making connections, yeah, these sorts of things. Yeah, yeah. like yeah.
0: we are kind of all in this together, you know. Right,
2: right, right, right. We're all mm-hmm. in this. I don't when together, I when when Corbin, yeah. Co- yeah, yeah, Corbin Coots went, went over to the United States. Shit. Um, when he was through Chicago, I called up some mates and yeah. they showed him around and stuff. And there it's you just, go.
1: it's just what you do. It's just it's knowing people, knowing good people that are willing to offer what they can. Yeah yeah man <coughs> and then bringing those people together in some way so I'm matching like you guys have like a spreadsheet that just has lists of names and occupations and yeah. what people do yeah and what they're bringing what
3: they're bringing to the table and that way artists who are part of the old Tusk Collective can come to us and say we really need this thing done and we can go okay let me bring in cool. my spreadsheet this is the person you need to get in touch with you're part of the old Tusk Collective so we'd like you to go through this person because that's going to get you the best possible um, outcome for the most affordable um realistic price and I, yeah. I
0: i should also add we've got more than one option for some things yeah yeah, cool. yeah, yeah nice. i saw um
3: yeah so these are kind of your options to go through your channels um and then re- with the the kind of the obvious label part is releases um we've we've we were we work with uh drm which was for digital distribution which was really easy because our bands were being distributed by them anyway so i just sent them an email i said hey we've started a label can you distribute all our artist releases digitally and nothing they take i think you and i were talking about it, it was 20 20 yep. which is fine or 20 or 25 or whatever it is um and they're just like yeah sweet um the royalties get sent back to Old Tusk and we don't take a cent of it. You distribute that's, it back to the bands. Yeah, that's that's their money. That's their work. Um, the money we saw as far as that was Tal producing that record yep. for his fee. So we, we're we not interested in keeping your money. You guys worked hard. These are your songs. Here's your royalties. Nice. Um, the 20%, 20% has already been taken and given to the distributor. So that's enough that needs to be taken from you.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I mean, the other thing that is important is they're not really <laughs> just clients. They're friends. So I've done some work with Silent Torture. If you're, yeah. into, if you're into death metal, really good death metal band. Also working with us. Also working with us, which is really cool. Yeah, I should also give a shout out to Mudshark and Kindred Vice. We've mentioned Animal Head about six times. Yes. Mudshark and Kindred Vice, both, both also really cool bands um, who have signed on to work with us, both to Azrael and Silent Torture. But yeah, I mean, I've done a couple of, a couple of recordings with Silent Torture. And new single, Bloodbath,
3: out you, now through Old Task Records. Nice. <laughs> and plug, you, plug, plug, plug yeah exactly
0: and you you can't really think about it as being clients because it's it's not as i mentioned it's it's not my job so like realistically they are just my friends so i get to sit in a room with five of my friends talk shit and you know have some input into this thing that they make and at the end of it you get to walk away from it and you want to go back and listen to it because you had a part in it and hopefully when they release it and the other people whose services will part they will partake in it becomes a bit of a bonding sesh
3: yeah yeah. I think becoming mates with people is quite important on that level too because it allows you to be more real with them you can just sit down on a couch you can have a beer and they'll be like cool this is where we want to take this record and we can kind of sit there with them and be like okay that was awesome this is a really shitty idea here's how yep. we could change it and yeah, they might be like we yeah. don't think it's a shitty idea and in which case we're like that's cool man I mean that's still at the end of the day our subjective opinion yeah, yeah. exactly and we're not going to stop you carrying it out. Now, if you want to put out the recording that way and it's against a subjective opinion, we might not put it out through this channel because it's still reflective of what we're doing. Yeah. But we fuck yeah, we're not going to stop you doing your thing. Like,
1: but it's yeah, subjective. That's also kind of the, the whole mates thing, especially when you're crossing mates with business, like releases and art and that sort of thing. You mm. have to be, you do have to be a little bit strong in your view sometimes. Mm. Yeah. And you have to be like, okay, if it's got, like you said, if it's going to be reflective of your label. Yeah, then you it's have It's got to be make... to a certain standard. Exactly. You have a minimum standard that you want to release things by or do whatever by and everybody that's on board has to, has to be aware of that.
3: Yeah, and that's in... I'd like to say our contract, but it's not a contract. It's our... our we, we send out like a mission statement to bands that are interested in working with us and one of the things is like we're real free-flowing. We never want to stop you succeeding. We do have like a quality control agreement in place where we're just like look we won't actually put this out if it's below par on quality you have and a that mi- a minimum standard and genre and and saying that we've got to also be very careful because genre and taste does not come into the quality thing yeah exactly if you're sending us a dope and again we're not we we really don't want to restrict genre so if you someone sends us a real dope hip-hop track and it's up to the quality standard i'm more than more than fucking happy to put it out me if they come to us and be like hey you guys have got some services i could use I listen to it, I'm like, either this is already to a good standard or this is a really good song, come in, we'll re-record it and put it out through Old Tusk. Shit, yeah. Like, I don't care if you sound like Ed Sheeran or if you sound like Cannibal Corpse. Like, if you've got if you got some good local music that needs to be heard
0: by more people. Yeah, plus most people who listen to it. local music have pretty varied tastes. Like, we both play in pop-punk bands, we both play in metal bands, we enjoy rock and hard rock and all the subgenres of that. And then we're a got, slut for pop music. I love me some good pop I'm music. I'm a slut for ambient music. <laughs> so, at, at, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's n- if you stumble across a band you don't like on our YouTube channel,
1: who the fuck cares? Just go listen to another one. There might be someone right. you do like. Yeah. Right, right, right. My, f- my favorite are people that, you know, are detractors from big bands. Like we were talking about Devil Skin earlier. People are like, oh, Devil Skin, they talk them down. It's kind of like, well, you can not like them. That's fine. Yeah. They have 250, 300 people, 500 people still turn up to their shows that right. aren't used. So they nice. work
3: fucking hard. They're really successful.
0: Fucking, you can't <laughs> you can't talk shit to them. You
1: can, you can not like them if you want. That's all, that's entirely on you. Um, I mean,
0: look, people are assholes sometimes. Like <laughs> M- Michael Keane from The Faceless.
1: Oh my if God. If you've been following that drama, that dude
0: is a fucking asshole. There is no defense to the number of tours that they've canceled and the way that he's treated his fans on record. But that's not the same as you not liking devil skin. Like yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. if, if fucking Paul Martin comes up and slaps you in the face and's like you're a cunt for no reason. Yeah, then you can have a like have a beef with him. But exactly. If, the,
1: admittedly the only one of them I've met is Nick, but Nick's a fucking lovely dude. And the rest of them are just as lovely. They are all like No th-
3: Paul's Paul's been really awesome to us with Oh, with Godzilla. With Godzilla. Yeah.
1: yeah. Paul, Paul Martin is awesome. Yeah, I've Paul, never met the dude. I uh, oh, hear He's nice. Yeah, you, I, I hope I hope you do one day because he's he's a genuine he's a genuine GC. He's an awesome dude. Are. He's
3: he's he's done a lot of help uh, for us just doing like promo for Godzilla just out of the kindness of his heart, which was awesome. It wasn't anything we asked for. He just hit us up and was like, well, "You guys are good." So. Well, he's
1: been doing the Axe Attack for thirty years off the off the skin of his own back. Yeah, you know. Um, so you know, I just. So what so just do we, we could we could i feel like we could do an entire like hour just on the whole faceless thing <laughs> shit yeah god yeah Hooray. have the, you have you seen much of that michael no uh, okay that's so
3: you could do an, a, a whole round table yeah another round table. it's a whole story we'll save it for
1: afterwards basically okay. a band that was supposed to tour that canceled their tour canceled another tour and then there's been back and forth between everybody involved in it Interesting. it might be missing gear it might be meth there's no way <laughs> of knowing. You know, the really knows. Well, the sounds- only people that know are those involved. And, and-, and now
0: there's everyone coming clean on the internet being like, hey, so yeah, I bought some guitar lessons off Michael Keane. So he took my 150 bucks, did one lesson, and then fucked off, and now won't answer my emails. Oh, wow. So it's it's just yeah, it's it all is. gone to shit recently. It's getting bigger and bigger.
1: Yeah. Oh, soon enough, well, That be-
2: sounds just vague enough the fanless. For me to be satisfied and just oh, yeah. specific enough.
1: Yeah, yeah. See, I, I, I don't want to claim that the fanless because I didn't, I, I, saw it. I didn't make it up. But I, d- I, didn't
0: coin it either. No. I
1: just, I've just decided to rip off some poor cunt on the internet. It's a good one though. The fanless.
0: You have to. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> I, I,
3: I, I think going back to what you were saying before about um, with with devil skin and people talking shit and be like, oh, fuck them. I don't like them. For me personally, there's such a big divide between. A band or artist being shit, and you not liking them, and too many right. people don't make that clear <laughs> yeah. cut. Like, there are bands that are not my cup of tea in the slightest, but I can still be like, they're still good. Right. They that is a collective group of very talented musicians. Yes. Um, my favourite and most least popular example is the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Okay. I think they are an incredibly talented bunch of dudes. It's funny because I can see them
1: right behind your head.
3: The 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 I.
1: Not my cuppa in the slightest. No. No. Every enough. time,
3: I, Every time I've listened to them, I'm just like, nah. Yeah, and you're not a fan either, Michael.
1: My... I don't like them. There's, but There's also
0: the flip side to this coin, which is bands that you know a shit, but you can't help but like. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Guilty pleasures are a good time. Right. But,
3: I mean, and, and you get the whole genres of music that are like that too, where people are like, I fucking hate anything that's right. not metal.
2: Yeah. The older I've been growing in age, the more open I've been to just being like, yeah, go
1: ahead. Good music, you know, good it's just music. Like, just go
2: ahead. It's just like it's fine. Like like, I understand. Like the better, maybe I'm better at identifying artists yeah. or something like that. There's actually a YouTuber by the name of uh Adam Neely, and he's like a he's like a Berkeley um bass player. So he's just like amazing chops, amazing like. Uh, musical knowledge mm. and sort of his perspective he'll tackle crazy topics of like um, I think he even had a video that saying that power chords are like like the, per- the perfect fifth which is what a power chord is and you know I'm sure we've all heard that that's just like you don't do that that's not that's not proper in music or mm. it, but he like defends that and he gives like a musical theoretical perspective to things that are like in the community of music in general that might not be um, popular or. And he just breaks things down from a way of that it's just art. Like, it's subjective. And it's just. If you don't like it, that's fine. Yeah, like, that's it's not wrong that you don't like it, but this it's is also not wrong like that
0: someone else that does someone else does right yeah. right right this is going to rub you up the wrong way but the, way, the example i bring up all the time for someone who's not good but i thoroughly enjoy is tom DeLong. Yeah. the dude yeah. is not he's not a terribly competent guitarist no like power partic- chords and power per- chords and octaves are his mm. thing but, but particularly live he's he's sloppy at playing the yep. power chords and octaves that he writes not the best he's, vocalist he's not a very competent vocalist he's, he sounds like his nose is blocked the entire but time but yeah. if, if you watch sets post 2013 his his range and tone have really gone out the window that as was well. was drugs. He's, oh really? He's not a very good vocalist. Yeah. Doesn't change the fact I think he's written some fucking amazing songs. Yeah, yeah. fair well, enough.
2: Well, and you bring that up and I know you liked my post today, but I watched that documentary and if you haven't watched it, you really should. It's um, right. I think it's a
0: little bit wanky and self-indulgent, but
2: a little bit, but but it kind of gives me some respect back for him. Um oh, what's it called again? Um I did see you
1: share that one yeah. today. All right. but the shift so look- of
0: tone.
2: The pursuit of tone pursuit of tone yeah tom Delong. it's like an ernie ball produ- oh, okay, produced okay. um series of okay. there's a bunch of artists but it's like an hour and a half of just Woo. him going through and it's super well produced visually and 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 whatnot but it, he goes through the start of the band from the first buddha ep all oh, wow. the way to what he's doing now what
1: fly swatter or buddha because was I, like, I,
0: I don't think he mentions flyswatter damn I think it. he starts Doesn't at Buddha damn it because that's yeah, like then it, it follows all the way through boxcar racer angels and airwaves yeah, and now angels and the is solo stuff now yeah.
2: and like when he gets into the later stuff like hearing his perspective I, I mean I was always I, obviously if it wasn't made clear enough yet I'm I side more on like the Travis and um, Tra- Mark, Mark and side Travis, yeah. yeah side of things um, at least from the superficial debate but um But when you hear his side of things of, like, how he treats his art, like, he treats his art as art. Like, he acknowledges that he's not the best guitar player and he acknowledges that he's not the best singer. And he acknowledges that what he does and the things that he gets made fun of, like, in Angels and Airwaves, he's doing them because it's the next thing for him. Like, Like, he acknowledges that it's outside his wheelhouse and... He probably has no business doing it, but if he didn't try, then he'd be failing himself. Which, to hear him say those words, like, does, gives me lots more respect for him.
1: Mm. Yeah. Fair enough. He he understands himself as an artist mm. more than we and he's realize. He's doing like
2: he's putting out like books. He's writing books. Wow.
1: He's yeah. Okay. But anything? he's he's writing books on aliens existing.
2: Yeah, man.
0: Which well, I mean, to, to be fair, "Aliens Exist" is a song by Blink-182. Exactly so.
1: one of one of his that he wrote. But he's Fucking like shock a, he's, and horror. He's got like great children, song. He's got like children's <laughs> it books. It is. Children's books on aliens? He's
2: got a children's book about an astronaut or something. Okay. Yeah, no, I he's, don't know,
0: okay. He's, he's straight up been meeting on and off with the ex presidents of the USA talking about extraterrestrial life. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've seen all well, this. Well, you know it's what crazy. it is? He's really You know into what it,
2: it is, if we want to go conspiracy theory for a second, is that he joined the, the Freemasons.
0: <laughs> oh, because <that>, <laughs> okay. he's had that symbol on his guitar since so he for switched to the ES335s.
2: Yeah, and so he's, I think, I think he's like fairly high. In the Freemasons, which I assume if you're fairly, if we're going to, if we're going to allow the threat of conspiracy to um, be true for a moment in this hypothetical, I assume that if they do know everything, because they're the Freemasons, they probably told him what he wants to know, Mm -hmm. what he's been questioning his whole life. So now you don't see him really talking about it as much publicly like he used to. That's Uh, good. What satisfies my conspiracy theory mind is just that they told him about it. And they're like, "All right, you can you can stop now. You can <laughs> here, chuck this symbol on your get on your guitar, and uh, yeah, don't yeah, say yeah. anything else." And now you know. I think
3: when you're a band too, you have to also develop a good thick skin to the fact that people aren't all going to like you. Exactly, you, right, right. you can't oh, please. There's everybody. nothing better than
0: hearing someone talking heinous shit on your band right behind you, <laughs> and you sort of have to turn around and be like, "Hey, man." Hey, how's it going?
3: <laughs> yeah, bro, and then they no. turn around and go, Six set, bro. <laughs> and you're just like, Yeah, man. Thanks.
1: Yeah, um, yeah.
3: But you can, it's just shit that's going to happen. Like, someone will come up to you, especially like, I, I play in a fucking pop punk band. I don't know how it is. I play in a pop punk band that does a lot of shows with metal bands. and um, Because we
0: all like metal and all our friends like metal and all our friends are in metal bands.
3: And I've come out and had people come up to me and be like, Bro, so such and such said that Fire For Glory is fucking shit. And I'm like, Okay. Don't care yeah i mean well a little bit we, we 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 are a little bit shit i mean i fucking love doing it so whatever and they're just like, what you gotta fucking fight him why he's my mate he <laughs> you hates your band yeah i know he's told me <laughs> <laughs> he's my mate we've got lots of mates too that are like pretty like hey man do you want to come on my show no why is that i can't stand your band <laughs> it's nothing personal full, fair enough
0: full state recently switched out singers uh tim left and we managed to nab kurt Oh, that's Um, uh, right. Kurt Hughes, ex-Dead Teach the Living, who's a fucking great vocalist. Yes. But, so, Grady is also in Silent Torture. They fucking hate Fall State. Just as as a collective group of people. We've played enough shows with them, but they just have zero interest in it. They're like, it's gay, it's cheesy, we're not into it. And uh, after we put out the first single with Kurt, Grady went over to the Silent Torture dudes and was like, so, alright, roast me, what's going to happen? And the response he got from Chris was, well it's the first four state song. I didn't have like a compelling desire to turn off halfway through. <laughs> progress. progress. Yes. And it's like, win. that yes. is, that, that's success for us. We don't need them to fucking love us. So. Exactly. But then
3: like, it, it is not even a genre specific. We were mixing the first Godzilla EP and we had um, some mates over for a barbecue. And this one dude, <laughs> this one dude. And he had a few and he's just st- standing in the back of the studio while Tal's mixing it. And he just slams his hand down in the desk and goes, it's just fucking shit, mate. <laughs> and Tyler's just like, "All right, there." He's like, "It's just, it's just not very good." And Tyler's like, well, "What would you do?" It's not this. <laughs> it's just not very good. And he just fucks off. and am like, "Not Whoa. this." <laughs> well, all right. Real
1: constructive, bro. <laughs> yeah. So oh, people out there
3: exist. And you just kind of have to learn to not take it seriously. Yeah. Like, yeah, and exactly. sometimes your mates are gonna be like that. You just like, fuck it, whatever. It's music. It's yeah. fun if you're not having fun and you're being offended by everyone then you should that's the point where I'm like okay then stop doing it you should probably right. reconsider your career choice because um, there are people that aren't going to like you yeah it's it's just a, it's just a fact of f- fucking life
1: but it's a fact of, um, yeah it's a fact of life and a fact of art unless unless, so there's gonna be someone right. that unless
3: disagrees. your name is Ed Sheeran in which case
1: oh I know people that hate Ed Sheeran
3: but they're lying though they don't
0: hate Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran is a pretty fucking talented dude. Yeah. It's, oh, it's hard yeah. to detract. There are from
3: people. That. There are people that have told me they
2: hate Ed Sheeran, but they're they're lying.
1: they will still sing along. It's a
2: lie. Yeah. Everyone loves Ed Sheeran. Is he a producer as well? Does he produce other people's music? No, no. I don't. I don't know. I don't think he so. He writes. Um,
3: he
0: writes for people, but he doesn't produce. However, there are songs in the world that are beloved universally. Genre has nothing to do with it. One example being a song that we've made it a business to cover heaps, but A Thousand Miles by Vanessa Carlton. Oh my God. You play that song anywhere. Everyone will know it. Also like Piano Man, Billy Joel.
1: Oh yeah. You
0: start playing that. Yep. Everyone knows that chorus. You know?
1: Sing
2: us a song. You're the piano man. Exactly. I've played that song about 200 times in
1: my life. Wow. Wagon Wheel. Yeah. But I mean like performed it. Performed it. Yeah. It never fails to astound me. How many? How much of a response Wagon Wheel gets? I played that one a lot too, and that's fucking four chords the entire way through, and people love it.
2: Yeah, it's just one of those four on the floors.
1: Yep, pretty much. Just bangers. Hooray! A couple of ACDC songs like that too. Mm. Yeah, everyone cool. knows Thunderstruck. Yeah, it's Definitely. true. Yeah,
0: e- even if you've exclusively listened to Nicki Minaj your whole life,
1: you know Thunderstruck. Yeah, so everyone needs to stop hating. Yeah, that, that's it. Stop hating. Stop being a cunt. And, if, and if
2: people
3: do hate what you're doing, just stop giving a shit. Yeah. yeah. Stop giving... That's like my 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 musical life motto is don't give a shit. Nothing, right?
0: is, nothing is more cringy than when people overreact to that sort of stuff. You get like Suicide Silence put out their, oh, their latest oh, album and they got a heinous backlash and their drummer was in the comment section for everything threatening oh, no, to fight shit. people. And he's oh, like, no. I'm going to fight because your fucking mother, man. And he's and he's fucking, like, they fucking have put what? Out. three albums of like... Decent tier deathcore. I don't like deathcore, but it's decent tier deathcore. And then they switched it for. And everyone lost their shit about it. Yeah, and the drummers there in the it. comment section going, No, it's the best thing we've ever fucking done. If you don't like it, you're Fuck a piece you. of shit. I'll fight you. Oh, wow, dear. And I'm
3: like, dude, you guys get to make a living yeah, also playing Deathcore. That's you fucking dope. You just look like an asshole
0: now. Yeah, that's a thing, you're right? You just look now, like now, losing fans.
1: Now, not only do I not like your album, I don't like your drummer. Right, <laughs> right, right. Well, it's like um, Chester from Linkin Park coming out to all the backlash from <laughs> Linkin Park. <laughs> He's not out, handling it well. But what doing. does oh, Corey Taylor have to say about it, though? I haven't heard the album. No, I haven't. I haven't heard no, it. Either, it's, but... it's
0: appalling. It? Yeah, but just... subjectively, it's subjectively appalling. It's it's not as bad as Fallout Boy and Paramore, which are both objectively. Don't like their and... new album, Paramore. No, they're fucking terrible. <sighs> subjectively, it's okay. I it's... do
2: enjoy that those couple songs. See, this is I... the band that put out My Riot. Issue...
0: Fuck off. Don't My... get me
2: wrong. Don't get me wrong.
3: My issue isn't with Paramore changing their sound. All power to them. Do it. I just didn't like what they changed it yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Fallout Boy are the biggest example of that. Is I can't. And that new single, but I write I write
2: them off after their first album.
3: Um, um, Young and
0: Menace
2: is, oh, um, I don't even God. give Under the Cork Tree but, a chance. Oh, what? what? Not even what? Under the
0: Cork Tree. No, what? Cork Trees are amazing. Out, out my
2: Everything up folia you, two I is give great. them. I give. I write them off after that first album. Oh, cork cork what? Even, I write you off after your
1: first album. That was actually that was actually their second album. Evening Out Your Girlfriend was their first.
0: We know who the real fans are. Fuck off. The first one
2: that matters. Yeah. Okay. And then I write them off.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No. Fair enough. Uh, but I mean, whatever. Yeah, well, so Dance go, Dance is on the
2: second one. on Under the Court. Yeah, uh, that's that's a great I'll, song. I'll turn it
1: on. So Chester basically told Linkin Park fans to forget about... Uh, hybrid not, theory. Yeah, for, not, not forget about it, but like he, forget he, what yeah. you think about a hybrid theory because that was 15 years and ago. And it's never going to happen again. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he was threatening to
3: fight people and what? shit. He, was, uh, he said, I'll fucking stab anyone in the face. He, he said, if anyone's got a problem <laughs> with the new album... I dare them to say it to my face, so I can fucking stab them in the head. So here's, like, here's the
0: deal, dude. You're a grown-up.
2: <laughs>
3: dear grown dear Chester
0: Bennington, who will never hear this, I don't like your latest album. Yeah, <laughs> fucking say come at me. Stand. Deal
1: with that. I, I will. I will
0: continue to listen to the other two that I do enjoy, and you have every right to continue creating music. I just don't like it. Yeah. Did anyone enough. see
3: the footage of him singing Hallelujah at Chris Cornell's funeral? No, I, I I kind of want to, but I also kind of don't. It's it's pretty like it's like gut-wrenchingly sad but okay is it good it, he does it it's just him and brad delson just playing it like acoustically okay. and he sings it well, he's a really good singer he sings it totally beautifully it. okay it's cool. just really sad then they the cameras on the the audience which is just full of celebrities all looking really fucking sad yeah he's just really sad tom morello does a eulogy and it's oh. and everything about that funeral hurts oh and it hurts and he was like shit man. But there's a lot of people Also in that funeral That I was like Jesus Christ A lot of people knew Chris Cornell He was um, a he's very a, influential man uh, Josh Brolin delivered One of the eulogies Oh yeah um, Jesus Christian Bale was there Brad Pitt was there I Bale. saw both of them um, I was like Chris Cornell knows Batman <laughs>
1: I thought Chris Cornell Was Batman <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That's hard to say <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Brad Pitt
3: was Brad Pitt was fucking there Pharrell was there yeah, I was just like, damn, this dude impacted a lot of lives. Like,
1: very influential motherfucker.
3: Yeah, that was like the shock horror of last week. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. a very I came home, Monday. I came home and Elijah was like, "Hey man, how was how how you going?" And I was like, oh, "Not too bad." He's like, "Yeah, sweet man, Chris Cornell's dead." <laughs> that's <laughs> that's exactly how it went. I went so casual. I was just like, "Chris Cornell." That's Wait, what? for you. Chris Cornell, and he was just oh. like, "Yes, Chris Cornell, he's dead." And I was like, "No, he's not." And I looked, I was like, "Oh shit,
1: he's
0: dead. He's dead." And then going to work on Tuesday when it's like, and he killed himself. And then I was just like, oh, fuck. Yep. What? At at least if he got hit by a bus or something, we'd be like tragic taken before his time. And now we're sitting there like, God, there's a crisis.
2: Oh,
3: shit. Yeah. Even, well, even more tragic. Yeah. 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 But it's
0: it's when someone dies by an act that's not their own, you're sort of like, you know, it's, it's horrible that you're desire to continue on was cut short whereas with the suicide it's like oh god there was a suffering person it's yeah. gut wrenching you're just like oh yeah, it's hard
2: to interpret eh?
1: because you don't know about that suffering until that point when it happened yeah. right? And right. Then, I mean, especially us from where we sit someone like Chris Cornell yeah. you don't know about his suffering until he's gone and taken like it all, and then all, his all wife his
3: wife did the open letter and she, from what you can read she didn't know either yeah yeah totally that yeah, was she, very, she was just like very I, I, didn't, I didn't know you were hurting and I'm I'm sorry you were and I'm glad you're not anymore and i like,
1: oh my feelings Yeah, yeah it was gut wrenching. Um, um
3: but yeah last 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 week was a shitty week for music.
0: Yep.
2: But this week's gonna be better. We have a new record label on the scene. We do. Yeah, we just took that really dark for a
0: minute. I know. Yep. And
3: I'll We're like back. We're We're trying. Trying. I'll make it it back. an open call out. If you capitalized on his death, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, You know who I'm talking about if you're listening.
1: That's right. Sometimes you need to talk you need to talk about these things as well. Definitely. That's yeah. I mean hey, it's I don't know if anyone saw the bit that Tom Larkin did on um uh, seven, no the project Tom Larkin from she had where had a set a bit on the project last week about depression and suicide and, and the music industry mm. uh, And if you haven't seen it, go and watch it because uh, there are some very very real and shocking shocking stats out there. yeah so, uh, yeah particularly in New Zealand yeah but I feel like that's a top that, that
0: could be a topic for another episode in time I mean, I mean the, the other one I'll throw out there just super quick before we move on is yeah particularly people in New Zealand particularly dudes in New Zealand and particularly dudes who do what we do in yes. New Zealand. Yeah, we've lost a couple of New Zealand musicians in the past couple of months to suicide as well. Yeah, and yep. that is worth talking about too. It's yep. not an easy thing to have to deal with.
1: Yep. Yeah. If anyone needs to talk, you can always come to the Bang On Podcast Definitely. or to uh, or to Old Tusk Records. Old we- Tusk
3: Records, Bang On Podcast, Youth Line, Lifeline, Kids Line. They are all there. They're all ready to listen. Yeah, your, your friends. We don't even. We won't even hit record.
1: No, exactly. Just sit around the table with us. Yeah, that's what we're here for.
2: Well. We've been going for a while here, and we I and w- and I could see it again as usual. I could see it going a very long time.
1: And I love you guys, but I got to go buy some symbols. <laughs>
2: Do you? <laughs> what are you gonna get?
1: Oh, I've already got them. I just have to pay for them. What are you doing? Minal. eighteen, nineteen, medium, thin, bison. Yeah, Nice. yeah, yeah. They're nice. I, I've gone smaller because I've cracked the last two big ones that I've had. Yeah, twenty and a twenty-one. So I'm going eighteen, nineteen. Which uh, I think is a mildly safer option. I'm also going to just play them a little bit safer. Yeah, man. No, you're not. Awesome, <laughs> no, i probably... I'll get into the moment. and be like, fuck it! Kuh! Excellent. Destroy them.
2: Well, whatever. They're just symbols.
1: But yeah, the drum shop closes at four and it's now half past three. Oh, shoot. Yeah, yeah you might need to get a move on then, but Maybe a little bit, yeah.
2: All right, cool. So, if we're going to put a bow on this right here, let's see. Is there any one that you need to help you guys... Succeed in the next couple of weeks. Here, is there anyone that could reach out to you, either well, bands? Obviously, we know that, but but from the back end,
3: uh, of if, things.
1: other than anybody with a buttload of cash,
2: photographer. We would
3: love to get in touch with any photographer who'd like to partner with us and offer their services to our clients.
1: Like yeah, we,
0: we there's always options, but yeah, if you can get in touch with us, that would be awesome.
3: And more more than one photographer We'll take we'll take as many photographers as we fucking can.
0: Uh, if you're good at designing logos or graphics or artwork, get in touch with us also. Um, bands bands bands
3: if you've got some good fucking songs we don't care how small you are we don't care if you don't even have a facebook page or any of that shit if you've if you're a human being and you have a really fucking good song that you need people to hear hit us up let's let's make something out of it
0: and if you're in a business that maybe runs practice rooms or anything music related a, a music store and you think you want to get involved in what we're doing please get
1: in touch as well Awesome. And you, now, where can we get in touch?
3: You can hit us up. We're on uh, Facebook, which is just Old Tusk Records. You can also email us, which is oldtuskrecords at
0: gmail.com. Or if you're friends with one of our friends, get our phone numbers and give us a call.
1: Hey, there you no, go. That's right. We're not going to give that out here, though. No. Because privacy it is important. It's lovely. Five eyes. Yeah. <laughs> hard out. We believe <laughs>
3: But it. if you call um, 0800 30 40 50, order a double bacon cheeseburger with a triple cheese crust, and have it set to josh pino's account then i will personally give you my number and some some free studio time you
1: know i i really liked you until you said triple cheese base
3: that that, that, triple cheese it's
1: too much cheese no such thing yes there is thing it's on. Actually, no. The, there's too much cheese in the new in the new burger fuel burger as well. The mac and cheese burger.
3: Yeah, that okay. was that was intense. I got to the, like, halfway through it. The first bite, I was like, "This is insane. This is awesome." But then, like and the, the last halfway third,
1: through, you just like, "I feel sick." The cheese sauce. So I go. I always go biofuel. And, okay.
2: And and I almost went with that because I'm like, "Oh, dude, mac and cheese bites? Are you kidding me? This is like yeah. what I need on a burger." Yeah. And I got to the counter, and I turned to my wife. I'm like, "I'm not gonna do it." i just i just went with my old old faithful because the classic biofuel it looked good like i wanted
3: it's it.
1: really good the cheese sauce is too much
3: it just looked like i could you get to it. the end of it and you're like whoa, whoa. yeah all right that was i committed to that and i shouldn't have <laughs> maybe, <laughs> yeah. I'll, maybe i'll split it in half one day <laughs> Yeah, exactly that'd yeah. probably be
2: like the perfect amount of smack and cheese
3: okay. yeah
1: totally that'll just just lose the cheese sauce is my thing
2: the adverts are awesome for it
1: yeah hard out they Little really are
2: clever all
1: right, all right. Hey, thank you guys. A little burger feel out at the end there. All yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, thank you, Josh and Sal, for coming on the show with us again today. Oh, good. Always Thanks, good. To, always Absolutely good to yeah. have you here. And yeah, uh, yeah, go check out Old Tusk Records. Even if you're if you're not in a band, go check out their bands. If you're in a band, go check them out and what they do.
3: Yep. Just a little plug. Any bands on our roster at the moment? We've got Silent Torture. We have oath to azrael we've got mud shark we've got animal head kindred vice kindred vice and of course the projects we work in we've got godzilla takes new york Four state and fire for glory so there's eight bands
0: you can check out right there beauty and if you'd like to make it more than eight bands once again please get in touch awesome holla
2: and if you liked our conversation today you know know what to do more tell uh give us a subscribe check our catalog we've got uh, We've, we're in season 2. What episode is this right no, now? No, this is
1: number 8 of season 2. So we've got like over 30 over 30 podcasts that we've done now.
2: And there's 30 more bands that you can go in and, and discover and yeah, and hear talk shit with us. I've watched most of them. They're good. Yeah, yeah so they're totally very, very good.
3: And hey, for you guys, iTunes that's how I find podcasts.
1: Oh, yeah? That's Isn't where it? I go to listen we're, to the. F- we are on iTunes.
3: Yep. Uh, you, you were asking right at the start of the episode where yeah, you yep. want to go. If That's that's my contribution. There you okay. go. iTunes. That's where I go to listen to Fat I'm Man gonna on Batman.
2: The, push the hell out of iTunes. Do you,
0: want, do you want to feel special? Sure. You are the only podcast I listen to. Aww,
1: oh, thanks, dude. That's nice.
2: Nah, I fucking
0: hate podcasts. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> this All one right. and Fat Man he, on
0: Batman. Heard, you've heard, what, like three or four episodes, the ones that you've been on? Uh, no, no, I've heard. I've actually gone back and listened to quite a few more. Nice. The episode with Older was really cool. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, was, yeah, that was that got that got brought up recently.
1: One.
2: Yeah, they just put out a thing. The round
3: yeah, yeah.
0: table thing was awesome as well. Oh yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: Okay. Cool. Sweet. Cool. Do do more of those. Those were really cool.
3: All right.
1: We got to get some better microphones for that though. <laughs> we'll we'll, well right, on stuff. right on the
2: right on the. This is again having you guys in. That's the exact idea. Record labels, not just bands. It's not just about bands.
1: Yeah. Let's just get like one member of each of your bands around the table and be like, right, what do you guys think of Altus Records? <laughs> <laughs> no. What do you think of Josh Pinion? Pieces <laughs> of shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Alrighty, we'll do it.
2: Sam's going to go buy symbols.
1: Uh, yeah, oh, I may not do that anymore because Corbin's like, no, please don't come in now. I want to go home at 4 o'clock. Okay. But well, that's but that's all right. Two more hours. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Sit down and strap yourself in. No, thanks everyone for listening. Yep. And, uh, to all you bang-oners out there, yeah, we'll, s- we'll see you next time, man. We will. Cheers, boys. Bye. Cheers. Let it boat.